Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Francesca Louise, and you are listening to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. Hello and welcome to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. This is a journey into sound, a journey which along the way will bring to you new music, new bands and new artists. Hello, I'm Wayne, and with me as always I have Richard... Hello. And I have Neil. Hiya. And all the way down the line, are you in London, are you, Francesca? Is that where you are? I am indeed, yeah. Yes, uh, we have Francesca and Louise, who are our special guest. Say foggy Francesca. London town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> foggy London town. It's definitely foggy today. The sky is as white as a sheet. Yeah, it's not great up here either, considering it's fucking June. On the podcast, as always, we have our five rounds, going back to some sort of professionalism. Uh, we start with the head-to-head. Rich is leading, so what song are you bringing, Rich? I'm bringing Calvert with his song, Please, with a cheering. That's it. I'm in second place, and I'm bringing uh, Infinity by Sir Magnus. And Neil, he's trailing at the back. What song are you bringing, Neil? As always, I'm in last place, and I am bringing um, the song Strike It Lucky by the band Parallax Skies. I'm we'll looking forward to that. likely win this time, I think, yeah. is, is there, uh, is that there, every week. Is there some hot spots <laughs> in that song, Neil? What? Oh, God, that's a really old joke, and I thought oh, it was the band. Oh, uh, Michael Barrymore. <laughs> Strike it lucky. Strike it oh, lucky. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot oh, spots. dear. Hilarious. I that program. Yes. Uh, after the head-to-head and Francesca, who is our guest, will we'll judge a winner, we move on to the Hidden Masterpiece, which is brought, in, uh, brought by... Broughton. Broughton, which, has been, uh, which this week will be brought by Francesca. What song are you bringing for a Hidden Masterpiece, Francesca? Um, for the Hidden Masterpiece, I am going to be bringing Hold On by Carol King, which is from the album Simple Things. Very good, very good. Back After in the that, day. Very good. After that, we move on to the Forgotten Classic round, which is also being brought by Francesca. What song are you bringing to which you think is a Forgotten Classic? Um, the Cause did a song called Run Away from the album Forgiven, Not Forgotten. Me and my dad used to blast this one out in the car when I was a little girl. And yeah, that's going to be my Forgotten Classic, Run Away. Very good. After that, we move on to the... The Intense Hardcore Musical Challenge Mode Go! <laughs> <laughs> What just happened? 
Neil, Neil, just happened. I forgot, you're, you're, you're not used to the ice, so there's going to be a lot of shouting. So, yeah, if I was you, <laughs> what just happened? Oh, my God, I need to turn down my speakers. <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I've only come on the show to promote my music and been shouting at <laughs> Oh God! I need to turn my you... headphones down. I've got delicate ears. I'm a musician. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy this round, and it's title. <laughs> I can tell. Oh, wow! Right on the uh, on the last episode, <laughs> we chose from the Bible and uh, the musical Bible, and Neil chose Cassidar Modern for Rich. What song are you bringing? I'm bringing. I, I didn't choose it. The uh, I guess chose it. Oh, was it one of the uh, just choose a letter? Choose a letter thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, I was given. Ema. Cassidar Modern was it called? Cassidar yeah. Modern, yeah. It was basically like that Western music with the the warbling, and I, I didn't like any of it, so I just thought, oh, Sheb Marmy, I like him, and he did a good song with um, Sting. Might as well just go with that. Very good. So it's Desert Rose by Sting. Very good. After all that frivolity and dancing about, we will then move on to the Artist Spotlight, which will be brought by our special guest, Francesca. What song are you bringing for your Artist Spotlight? For my Artist Spotlight, I'm bringing my single, Birds. It was released in March, um, and it's my second single to come out. And, yeah, it's a song called Birds. Very good. And we'll get all into that later, and you can talk all about the stuff you've got coming up and everything. Lovely. Right, do we have any news? Do we have any news? The news section, before we start. Wayne, I'm, you've got some news. I've got some news, but we've changed the artist spotlight around. Uh, the artist Yes, the week, we have, we? actually. It's not just this week. We've, mm. we've, we had one before that as well. We've had um, not the artist spotlight. The artist uh, of the week. Sorry. Artist of the week. Yeah, apologies. Yeah, we've, uh, we've started interviewing the artist of the week cool. rather than just sticking a, a link on Facebook and going, this is our artist of the week. Yeah, Have that's a, a nice idea. Did you like that, did you? Nice yeah. little touch. Mm. Yeah, I like that idea, yeah. Yeah, nice little, little bit of extra work for myself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, no, but yeah, that's what we're doing. We're going to, because, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's just, you know, it's more engaging. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's something more for the audience to listen to as well. Instead of just listening to the song, it's good to be able yeah. to get to know the artist a little bit more, even if it's just for five, ten minutes, you know. Um, yeah, I think that's a cool idea. Well, I've had no feedback yet on it, but uh, that, that oh, yeah. I like that. I like that bit of feedback. That'll do. Yeah. That's uh, that, that. That works for me. It's Neil, all right. yeah. Neil's happy. Yeah. I'm happy. Who was the artist of the week this week? Who was the artist of the week this week? When the well, the thing is, Wayne, when this oh, yeah. episode's released at this moment in time, the artist of the week is too many teas. It's too many teas. Yeah. So, yeah. Very good. Did you uh, did you see the video that I posted I, of I, them? I saw singing I, the Boris song. Singing the Boris song on the steps outside his house. Yeah. The, the, the Boris song. Oh, is he the one trying to go Boris Johnson? Yeah. <laughs> I love him already. So, I've never heard. Of just him. a quick oh, no. a, a quick background on this. Boris Johnson's girlfriend moved in next door to the the other guy who's in. Is this the one who's beating up? No way. So apparently he got very heated, and uh, this guy took an opportunity to run outside and do a Boris rap in front of the paparazzi. Which He's is not the one who called good. the police, is he? No, no, no. 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 He was asked that though several <laughs> times. Oh my goodness! Yes, according to oh, Twitter, DMA. Our other very exciting news is uh, that we have that we later on in the summer will, in fact, not very later on in the summer, in about a month's next time. Month. Yes, we will be covering a festival uh, down in Wales. Oh wow! Uh, we have been invited along to go to covering the... a festival in what? <clears throat> Love and hope. Sounds good. And unicorns. And vomit, I'm going to get <laughs> yeah. absolutely messy. I'm going to get such a mess. Uh, we oh. are 
We, what's the um, what's the festival? I was getting to that. Francesca's a better presenter than we are. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, oh. We are. Difficult. We have been invited along to the uh, the Funk in the Forest Festival, which is down uh, in Welshpool. It sounds dirty. It sounds like a, a right good time. It's Funk in, in uh, it, yeah. It's set in the historic grounds of the Brithdeer family estate. Oh wow! It's not far from Paris. It's its inaugural year. It's his first year. There is fifty four acts across three stages. Not far from Paris. Paris. Oh, oh, yeah, that right. as well. Did I say Paris? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not far from Paris in the grand scheme of things, I suppose. Paris, but yeah, yeah. I was going to question that, but I was going to question it, but I thought, no, I'll, I'll give him that. Paris. <laughs> The uh, the festival runs over the uh, over the weekend. Well, it runs over four days, and it's from the 26th to the 29th of July. Like I say 20, uh, 54 acts across three stages. We're very much looking forward to this. Uh, you know, it's our first festival to be to for us to be covering, and I, I've, I'm I'm really quite you know stoked, excited, really very excited. Yeah, uh, you can find out everything else about the festival at funkintheforest.co.uk. You can find out info and tickets and all the rest of it. We'll be doing a podcast, hopefully, uh, hopefully doing a podcast special from there, including uh, reviewing the festival and interview, interviewing a few bands, few few uh, drunken Facebook lives, a few, yeah, <laughs> like Sunday morning. Here's Rich throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> If you like this before drinks, I'd, I, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what you like afterwards. Check <laughs> <laughs> uh, out some very early podcasts. Yeah. We've got rid of them. Yeah. Yeah, we, used to, we used to get drunk while doing the podcasts. Oh. Really? Yeah, it used to be quite we, bad. We got a bit more professional. You were saying they were quite bad. I thought they were all right. Actually, do you know people? A lot of people said that they were some of our best podcasts. Yeah, I cut my no teeth way. on those on those edits. I did. <laughs> the only bad one was when we had that entire bottle of rum. Oh, oh, oh no, good but, lord! You say it was silly. It was one of my favourites. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, anyway, the last anyway. 15 minutes, just Jeez. me and Rich going, ah, drunk am I? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, you can, uh, you can find playlists uh, for all the bands that are playing on Spotify and on SoundCloud. Just uh, search Funk in the Forest playlist. I've had a listen to some of these. The bands I'm looking forward to at the moment are Jen and the Degenerates, uh, Broke Cove, Television Villain. Sounds like um, sounds like you're reading out the, the list of like, the uh, horse race. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't the one called Merlin's Beard or something? Uh, it's Merlin like and Friends. Or Merlin Friends of Merlin. Friends. Friends of Merlin. Yeah. Uh, Merlin, there's a band yeah, called right. Gyno I'm quite looking forward to. Oh. I don't know where that's come from. That's a, that's Gyno? A, that's a Is it Gynecologist? No idea. Yeah, Gyno. that's what I was thinking. You can uh, you can check all, all uh, the details out at funkytheforest.co.uk and I am very excited about going. And uh, a big thanks to Clem uh, who has uh, got in touch with us and uh, asked us to come along. So uh, look forward to that in the near future. Yes. Anyway, on with the show. On, on with the show. Head to head. Head to head. Rich, you won, so it's your, your your chance to go first, yes. Okay, then, so so I'm bringing Calvert with his song, Please, with a cherry. So this is it. Listen.
Ladies and gentlemen, was Calvert with his song, Please, with a cherry. Now, before anybody says anything, I know. I know. I know all the, all, everything within this song is everything I've ever gone against when it comes to music. It's every, this song is everything I hate in music. I hate the synth. I hate <laughs> the cheesiness. I hate the campness. If the, if... 80s boy George had a gay bee with Bronsky beat. This would be it. It's everything I should hate, but for some reason, absolutely love it. And I don't know why, but I think it's brilliant. Isn't it because of the video? The video helps. Yeah, the video is weird. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, let's let's start with you, Francesca. What's your thoughts on this song? Um, Well, the song itself, I have to agree with Richie. I really am not sure about the sin. <laughs> I'm trying to be polite as possible. Um, yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. It's typically the sound is typically very European, like um, synth pop European kind of vibe. It's nothing normally that I would listen to, and I understand why people would like it because obviously it's got that kind of got that hook in it. That please with a cherry. I'm not asking to pop your cherry or whatever it is. So it's got these little, you know, a bit of cheekiness, the innuendo thing and, and, and all that. Hey. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's an interesting one. The video helps because it kind of, you can't really, for some reason, you can't help but watch it. 
You've got some people just on the hike, just going for a walk, and some camped yeah. cowboy following them round. You know, it, it's his artist, isn't it? That's the way. I think that's where I'm coming from with that. As an artist to an artist, I can see that that's his artistry, and that's great for him, but it's not my cup of tea. I appreciate it, though. I do appreciate it. Yes, yeah, I, 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 I didn't bring this one to win it. It's like I brought it because I just. I shouldn't like it because of everything that I've said in the pa- on past episodes about <laughs> synth music. Well, what oh, yeah, is it then that you like? What makes you I like don't, it then? I really don't know. I don't, S- I synth to you is like jazz to me. I, I don't mind synth when it's not done in an 80s European... St- yeah, like... Like no, this, like the song, like exactly. But I, don't, I just... <laughs> this, is, this is a one-off. Mm. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, Neil, do you want to go next? <sighs> Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it had <laughs> life and vibrancy and passion and yeah, it was <laughs> a bit like me. I mean, I, 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 I do like synth music, but I mean, well, I sound like synth. I like kind of sort of eighties, sort of British new romantic type Duran Duran, mm, yeah, a bit Joy Division that kind of thing. You know, like sort of early eighties indie into um, into new romantic. So it wasn't that at all. But it just, everything to me just fitted together. There was like a nice, like a dirty, almost grungy hook behind it, which was sort of disguised by the pop stuff going on. But it was, um, it was like a sort of a, you know, a sort of a, a very sort of, sort of like almost like a, a dirty, dirty guitar riff running through it, which, mm. which lifted the song really. I, just, yeah, I, just, I enjoyed it. Wait. There you go then. I'm going to be honest. I put this on, I read the title. I was really disappointed he's not talking about bacon. What? I was really upset. Talking about? Bacon. Not bacon. Baking. No, bacon. Please with the cherry. I was really upset. I thought he's going to be making cakes or something. I don't think he's making cakes in this song. He's definitely making cakes. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think there's a hidden That's probably the there. furthest thing from his mind. Yeah. <sighs> Same as you guys. It was It was an eye-opener. The minute that squashy bass comes in, it's a proper hook. I was thinking, this is going to get stuck in my bloody head for yeah, weeks, yeah, this it's, is. It's probably, you know, out of the three songs, it was definitely the most captured. Yeah. It's very well produced as well. It's oh, like, yeah. Mm. It's so well produced. There's like this little bit that, um, you see, a burp, 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 burp thing on his voice. <laughs> it's hard to explain. Oh, and um, the backing, <laughs> and it really, it's really good. The backing vocal, there's like a, there's this bit at the end where there's sort of like a, um, is it like a falsetto thing? Going on with um, the you know where you sing like really high and really yeah, yeah, fast yeah. and he just yeah. complements the yeah, music the, perfectly. The, the backing the backing vocals is something that should have been left in the eighties. Just that like singing really high and passionate it. in the background. You don't really hear that anymore. You know. Yeah. Uh, please with the cherry on top. Please with the cherry on. <laughs> yeah. That you kind you of sit back and he sits forward when I don't want him to. <laughs> So yes, yeah. So I think it's got a Scissor Sister vibe. Is, is what yes, I wrote down here. Yes. Yeah, that's a you good know, shout. Yeah, it, it uh, has. He has a very Jake Spears. Uh, is it Jake Spears or Jake Shears? Jake Shears. Yeah, Jake, Jake Shears. Shears um, tone in his voice. Mm. It's a really strange one because it, it's it's a catchy record that feels retro and modern at the same time. Yeah, and it's like nineties pop lyrics. You know, fully produced now. And the thing I've wrote down in the video, uh, right at the bottom of my page here is, it's like Stock, Stock Aitken and Waterman was produced by Bruno Mars. Yeah. So you get that. I mean, the minute it started, that drum beat at the start is Rick Astley. 
you know, it's like yeah. like half a tone away from being um, never going to give you up. Hmm. So yeah, oh, I it's did an interesting it. one. The funny thing is, he's this is the guy since we've been doing our unsigned artists through contact with the, the podcast. This is the guy who's had the most plays. He's got the most wow. monthly listens as well. Has he? Twelve thousand monthly listens. This guy's got yeah, Jeez. on Spotify. Oh, I did not know that. That is yeah. good going. Yeah. But yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Like the it's just it, but at the end of the day, you know, music is preference, and it doesn't matter if one person says, "Oh, do you know," like for me, for example, that's not my cup of tea. That song, like at all, I completely appreciate it, and I appreciate and admire his artistry and everything. But I wouldn't listen to the song. But then, like you say. It's got the most monthly lessons on your podcasts. It's got loads of views on YouTube as well. Mm. And it's, you know, obviously people find it yeah, entertaining it's and they yeah. enjoy it and it's appealing to people. So it's that's know, what it's about. You were, yeah. about. you were saying about Euro um, pop. I mean, this is right in... Do you remember the programme Euro Trash? I was just thinking that. Yeah, it'd be oh, in I the, don't remember it'd, that. Uh, oh, you're quite young then. That was a little bit camp as well. Wasn't that was it? a little bit camp. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's... when was that? That's, that's, that's like saying President <laughs> Trump's a bit right wing. I've <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, one more thing on his Facebook uh, page because I, I really struggled to find out anything about him. To be honest, but on his Facebook page, uh, his opening quote is: "Husband, singer, New Yorker, a Wheel of Fortune watcher." Which made me chuckle when I read it. Right, we'll move on to the next song, which is my song. Yes. My song is Infinity by Sir Magnus. Enjoy. This is infinity, baby. This is infinity. 
So that was my song, Infinity by Sir, Sir Magnus. It's from the Infinity Co. Sessions in his uh, overture. This guy has less than a uh, thousand uh, plays of this song and he has four monthly lessons, of which I am one. I, I love the fact that he's got this lovely laid-back EDM vibe. It's, yeah. And, and he's got this R&B singing over the top. It, it was. It's something... I'm not saying it's fresh or original, but it's something that I haven't heard for a long time, if ever. You know, something like that. This It's got that... It really smooth that's that's the way to say it it's smooth yeah you know it really drug it really dragged me in uh, it showcases his voice really well mm. and you know to say how small his listenership is and i thought that the song was really really well produced mm. you know if if i'm being really critical i could have done with a few more highs and lows it doesn't seem to step away from too much being one sort of level but i really I, I, it, it's a great song and every time i played it this week i've really enjoyed it Highs and lows in what sense? You know, so like when you get to a, a build-up in a chorus sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, okay, that, I see, yeah. It's very kind of linear, very... That's it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. But that, that may be just down to the fact that, you know, I think he makes this music on his own. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I was he really makes the music on his own? This. I think so, yeah. So that's wow. all him, I think, yeah. That's mm. wicked. So like Bedroom Records kind of thing. Bedroom yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely, yeah. Garage, garage band and all that sort of thing, yeah. That's sick. That's really yeah. good. Wow. Okay. Because I, that's what I thought as well. I thought that's that's pretty. That sounds like a well produced track. I don't get me wrong. Um, I, I could be wrong. Um, the stuff he sent me was all about his history, getting to where he is, and uh, you know his his sort of involvement in music and his influences and and things like that. Yeah. Which I could have done with a bit more personal or a bit more just just on just a shout out here to artists. Give us a tidbit or something. Give us something that's a bit a bit out the norm. You know, I always go back to uh, Blackbeard's Tea Party. Do you remember those guys? Yes. Yeah, they have a yeah, section yeah. of their website that is all about cheesecake. What? And where, and where they've had the best cheesecake in the world. You know, oh, my God. Like yeah, cheesecake exactly. is my, cheesecake's my favourite dessert. I'm going to type them in now and find out. <laughs> what are they See, called? Exactly. They're Black called Blackbeard's Tea, tea Party. Blackbeard's Tea and Party. And you need to stick a section on your website now about cheesecake. Do you know what? I think I might do that, but with tea, isn't it? tea instead. Like there you go, tea. tea. Yeah, tea, exactly. That sounds good. I'm yeah. currently sipping on a chamomile tea from <laughs> from Bordeaux in France. So if anyone fancies going to Bordeaux in France for a chamomile tea, then I recommend it highly. Wow. Bordeauxs. Bordeaux. Bordeaux. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Going back to that track, I thought that when I first listened to it, I thought this sounds like a really well produced track and it sounds like it to me, it didn't sound like a bedroom track, so that's pretty insane that like if I've ever tried to record anything in my room it sounds absolutely crap you know <laughs> it's just and I take it to my sound engineer friends and they'll say yeah there's a clip there's a peak in there 
yeah, there's a peak in there. Yeah, this isn't any good. Yeah, it's buzzing. And it's just awful. Um, but that sounded like a really well-produced track. So to me, it sounded... I could, I mean, don't get me wrong, I could be wrong on this, but from, you know... Don't get me wrong, I could from... be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't get me wrong, I could be... It's a double negative, don't worry But I agree I... with you about the about it being quite linear, quite mono... Not monotone, let's not say that, but mm. it's quite linear. But I mm. think that comes with the style of... of, of of that music it's very mm. like you said it's laid back edm mm. kind of you know uh wine bar absolutely yeah. ice well ice bar i've not been to many an ice bar like but <laughs> 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 i just imagine it to be in that kind of place you know where yeah, you have a few cocktails really. and just sit back and there's nothing to really catch you too much yeah. it's he just does nice that fantastic and easy. vocal sorry he does that fantastic vocal run at the end where he goes yeah. really high and does the whole sort of the fall with his with his um his voice yeah yeah but, yeah. yeah i think it, yeah it's good. see i was i was feeling completely different i didn't think it felt <laughs> garage band at all i felt like he'd got somebody to produce his awful song for him oh. you really are hot you, you forget that was a burn that, that these and a you know so not that maybe that was a bit harsh but i i i felt the songwriting was lacking it wasn't a for lot you. that that's the phrase you were looking for yeah the, 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 the tune and everything else behind it, the EDM and what have you, that, that was brilliant. I just felt that the, the songwriting itself was very much lacking. See, I quite enjoyed it because it's, it's quite abstract. Yeah. It's, it's not really, it's a love song, but not really. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's an ethereal love song about, you know, loving somebody. I remember in back the in the day when we used to care about people's feelings. What <laughs> me and Neil still doing, considering it's, you know, your podcast and. Podcast, <laughs> you're just as much to blame. I'm, I'm stepping away from that. You, st- you did it last week as well. You're really harsh to somebody last week. Yeah, as well. it was a bit harsh. Yeah, but let me put it a different way. You didn't like it. It's not that I didn't like it. I, I, I did enjoy the tune, but I, there's something, just something about the the the, the song, the the overlying. For fuck's sake! Kind of the like o- the running theme behind the lyrics. Yes, and the, the says message the, says the man who hates synth and brought the synth pop song. Yeah, I know. I, 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 <laughs> who are you, Richie? Don't are know you? what to do. Um, <laughs> You're I allowed to play today. No, I have nothing to say on this. <laughs> oh wow, well, that's even worse than saying you don't like I, it. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um, I think uh, yeah. I mean, really, you've covered everything that I was going to say to a degree. It was. Um, I agree with the whole well-produced thing. The laid-back vocals, it got... Um, and uh, please, if you're listening to this... Uh, who, who was the artist? Sir, Sir Magnus. Sir Magnus. If you're listening to this, I don't mean any disrespect by this, but it's got an effect I like to call lazy vocal. <laughs> not not that before, the vocal yeah. is lazy, but mm. it just sounds really like... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the, I don't need to put any effort in because... It just just flows very smoothly. He's crooning, yeah, crooning. He's yeah, sitting sitting yeah. on a stool with a I'll, cigarette hanging off. The I prefer one to call it lazy vocals. Yeah. It sounds lazy, <laughs> but it's, but that's the effect he's going yeah. for. It's very laid back and very understated. You know, it's it's almost like it felt like I take what you say about the lyrics, Rich, but it almost felt like he was trying. He was lulling you into a false sense of security by. It, it felt to me like there was more complexity there than mm. he was actually letting on. It felt mm. to me like when you when you're at school and the teacher says, you know. Here's a keyboard, write a song, and it feels like the kind of song you'd write as a kid at school. You, you've got to appreciate, if this is EDM and it's like a slow, you know, um, laid-back house vibe, is there a single laid-back house song you can think of where there's meaningful lyrics? Yeah, imagine a Joni Mitchell track. 
over EDM. It would never happen. It just wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Then there's a reason for it. It's the sort of thing I could imagine coming in at, uh, at the end of the Black Panther on the soundtrack or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's it, like, the, yeah. Sort of like you know, kind of just underpinning something. Mm. Yeah. Maybe I need to give it another try. And to be fair, the reason I'm being harsh is because it's the head-to-head. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's a mean, game plan here. Me, me and Wayne are level pegging at the moment. So you, you don't care know. about me because I'm out of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I like your song, Neil. Um, <laughs> no. If I was on five, you wouldn't. I can't knock it musically. I, it's just that... The, Lyrically, it wasn't working for me. It was very laid back, you know. It felt like. The sort but then of thing... again, like Louis uh, Francesca said, music's very subjective. Not everybody's going to like it. You can yeah. imagine sticking it on on Sunday afternoon when you've got nothing to do with a couple of reefers. Oh, what? What? <laughs> yeah, because that's you, Neil. <laughs> 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 exactly what I see you on Sunday afternoon. That is, mate. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe you just used the word reefer. <laughs> a couple of reefers. In, in, a, in, a, in an example with himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh right, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I think we've said everything we're going to say about this song. Uh, yeah. We'll move on to Neil's. Mine, yeah. So mm. my song is um, "Strike It Lucky" with their song "Parallax Skies." No reverse that. <laughs> it was "Parallax Skies" <laughs> with their song "Strike It Lucky." <laughs> Not to be confused with the old Michael Barrymore show. Thank you.
So that was Parallax Skies with Strike It Lucky, um, one of the uh, songs, as always, that artists contacted us with, and um, I loved it immediately. Um, it's not the most original song in the world. It probably just does sound like a lot of bands around today, and the one that immediately jumped to, to my mind was The Killers. But it's what I love about music. It's it's a modern sort of rock song with modern sort of rock indie song, but there's a lot of progression in it as well, and there's also something a bit Peter Gabrielish about it, I thought, which was which I liked. Very well produced, I thought. It very yeah, it just just ticked every box for me really. It's 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 the stuff I love. And yeah, uh, what did you think, Francesca? Yeah, I liked it. I agree with what you say about it's got a killer's vibe and a Peter Gabriel vibe. But then I also thought, in part, I was listening to it and I thought, oh, who does this sound like? Who does this sound like? And I did think of the killers. And then I thought to myself, oh my gosh, it's got a little bit. When he goes into the higher range in the chorus with his vocal, it sounds a little bit Foo Fighters. I don't know if you agree with me. Yeah, you may I, or you I may not. That. Well, I didn't get that at all. Oh, I did. I was I was waiting for you to because I've been struggling trying to pigeon all these guys and trying right. you know which band and I was hoping you were going to hit the nail on the head then but I think you just missed it my fingers. Uh, <laughs> oh. How metaphorical! <laughs> I'll, um, I'll... That is some imagery right there, that isn't it? Oh, Fish, Rich, and Wayne have gone. I'll uh, I'll give you another comparison <laughs> that you probably haven't thought of. Because I was thinking of because for a little while I thought of oh, who is it that does? Is it the vaccines? I can barely look at you. Don't tell me if you want me. Yeah, it is. It's the vaccine. That's not how we, I sing we normally, know by the way, everybody. Popular music. We're all about unsigned. We know nothing about music in general. <laughs> 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 We're winning um, this. Yeah, no, I think, to be honest, for me, that song, like Neil said, it sounds like a lot of other rock pop artists that you hear now and other bands that like I'll hear around London and stuff it sounds a lot like them and it sounds a lot like the indie bands that are on the radio and stuff like that that electric guitar it's, it's got and the and the keyboard it's got like a nice um, indie sound to it but then the vocal gives it more of a rock pop sound and then I have a thing about bass I love the bass every time I write a new tune, I go to my bass player and I'm like, God, put a really nice bass line on it, you know, like noodle with it, do whatever you want with it. And yeah. more, the more bass, yeah, the more bass, the better. So I'm a bass player, I agree with you. Yeah, and I think that his life. fills that he puts in are perfect they're in just in the right place the producer's done a really good job of, of leveling all that out as well and i think it just ticks all the boxes for indie rock pop and it does sound it just it, it does it sounds like all the other tunes that you hear live and stuff but to me that doesn't matter to me it's about the musicality of it and the fact that if you if you heard that live it would sound exactly the same and that's what i like about music is is you know when i hear this live is it gonna is it gonna sound the same i always kind of draw myself more towards live sound music than i do edm and 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 you know produced more produced tracks simply for that reason for the fact okay well i want to go and listen to them live will it sound the same and it's more organic you know there you go that's my <laughs> two pennies <laughs> That was more like fifty pence, to be honest. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had had what I follow that. Um. It was it was good. <laughs> uh, no, I I, I I enjoyed Neil's song. It was yeah. good. That's that's pretty much all. Now, it was you was what you were both saying. You you can hear something in it, but you can't quite put your finger on it. I was getting that as well. It's definitely some stuff there that you it's, like, it's, it's stretching itself very thinly over different decades and different genres it's yeah. a different decade so I'm going to make another comparison there which I would never have made partly because I 
Oh, well, once I listened to this song, I recognised it instantly. It would probably be a good forgotten classic, actually. But uh, when I was listening to it at home, Rachel uh, said to me, uh, this sounds just like Boys of Summer by Don Henley. Don Henley? The production is, yeah. And I was like, the chorus? She thought they did the, the, the Yes, it is. That's fucking it. Yeah, I knew somebody was going to do That's that. That's it. <laughs> what? Well, I saw a dead head oh, sticker I... on a Cadillac, that one. See so a little <laughs> voice inside my head. I, I, well, I didn't recognise. I've never, I've never heard Boys That's of it. Summer. And Rachel goes, you have. So I stuck it on YouTube, mm. and I was like, oh, yeah, I know this song. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean now. Mm. But I, I'd have never got it in a million years. No, no, that would be. But now... When, when <laughs> yeah. was that? When was that? Don Henley and the Boys of Summer, in about 86. Yeah, like oh, early wow, 80s. Okay. Possibly even early He's a member of the Eagles, is that right? Or was a member so, of the Eagles? Yeah. It was yeah, a lead yeah, singer of the Eagles, I believe. Eagles, yeah. He stepped away, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd have, in, in the way it's produced, in the way it's structured, I'd have said sort of the Scorpions. Mm. No! That sort of thing. Really? Yeah, some of the stuff I did. I think more British Indie than that, yeah, it's funny, yeah, because because Duran Duran possibly. When I when I went yeah. and, and researched and looked into them, they're all about uh, they're like an amalgamation of a couple of bands from up in the northeast, and they've got hints of shoegaze and romanticism. Yeah, and that. on their Spotify it says they want to do a nod to the eighties and anthemic nineties Britpop, and I think to be honest, it, at times it really hits the mark. I mean, yeah. we're starting off with the Killers comparison. I mean, to be fair, you've just described the Killers, haven't you? I suppose I have, yeah. Yeah, 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 true. <laughs> I, I think they're more... They're swinging, for me, a bit more to the sort of 80s thrash metal side, that sort of... Sound. But when it's starting to come down, you know, um, not in the th- not in the throes of it, this, the, the way it's produced, the way it sounds, you know, when you're coming out and you've got heart and people like that, mm. you know, when, mm. when Bon Jovi was becoming more and more commercial, that, mm. that sort of sound. And that, that's not me having a slight, I'm just saying that's, that's what it sounds like to me. It took me a long time to get into this song. I've listened to this song more than any other song I've listened to this week. And one of the things it got to me was, do you remember we had that uh, song by Kensington? Yes. Yeah. The, the yeah, band yeah, yeah. from the Netherlands and I said oh you should be if you stick the Top Gun trailer on and sit this over the top this is an 80s montage song mm. oh, that's what I had yeah. That's yeah, what, yeah yeah I can see that if you yeah. imagine so imagine the wax on wax off from Karate Kid with this plane mm. <laughs> and that's that's where I got to and I was like that's exactly it yeah. I can see that I yeah. think um, the um, what we had said as well is about, about the you know the, the, the lyrics and the message behind the song if you, if you listen to it and uh, this is one of the clever things about it. It's about basically it's somebody singing about a band who can't be bothered, but they clearly can be bothered. And the irony of that, it's yeah. you know, it's, it's almost like um, what is it? Just, just don't care, don't bother. You know, um, you're making me look bad. Yeah, that one, yeah. 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 I do so I think, like, yeah, just, just, just whatever, just as, give it go. You know, it might work. As yeah. a constructive criticism, I think the song's too long. I, I don't know. It gets yeah. past the past the. And it was a radio edit I sent you without the guitar solo. I mean. Was it really? Yeah. I th- yeah, the one I've got on Spotify is one with a guitar solo. Ah, right, And yeah. it runs for another couple of verses after that. Oh, I, I deliberately chose the radio yeah. edit because it, well, it, it well, runs, that's what a radio yeah. edit's for. Yeah, it runs on a bit too long. That's the whole point. I really <laughs> enjoyed when I found out that their debut EP is called Pages from CFAX. <laughs> I really <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Pages from um, what? CFAX. If oh. you don't know what CFAX is, you're giving away your age. Oh, yeah, C-fax. I'm giving away my age. How do you describe CFAX? It was the internet before the internet. That's exactly it. Bamboozle fellas. It was like it what? was like the internet. No. It was like no. the internet on a BBC micro. Yeah. But then you won't know what a BBC micro is. Channel, Channel four, uh, page number four hundred and forty. Remember teletext? Yeah. Same difference. Yeah, it was teletext yeah. basically. Oh, it? Okay. Same difference. C fax, yeah. Uh, 
what you mentioned about the um you know the end of the song where well basically how it it lasts too long after that middle eight section where it kind of drops and then yeah. you've got that 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 tom run those tom runs on the on the drums uh, i reckon that after that if i was to give constructive criticism i would say that after that it should drop into maybe just a final chorus and and, yeah. and close there instead of go, it goes through another verse or two verses or something it doesn't does, it yeah. and i can totally understand and empathize with the fact that when you're writing a song you've got more to say and you think no i can't finish this song yet i've got more to say but at the same time you kind of have to think about it in the commercial sense and think mm. okay well how long is someone going to listen to this for it's like a cake if you keep adding too many ingredients eventually it's not going to taste good it's going to yeah. be roast beef yeah <laughs> yeah oh, are we up to the verdict yeah the all important verdict well, Neil you've got this one mate in the bag oh don't be so sure stranger things have happened which song did you prefer preferred the last one what you might congratulations do does this mean I've actually got a point yeah, yeah. Well, thank have you, you got no points yeah. Le- yeah. I've, got, I've got two now one. I had a very oh, dubious one before that even I I don't think I should have won. Oh, really? Oh, dear. <laughs> but I'll take this as a, as a good win. I, I nearly yeah, fell off the yeah. fucking chair that week. I was so fucking dis- disappointed and I found it hilarious. But to be fair, there was, another, there was another week afterwards I should have won. But so I, 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 I took it as a, you know, it's average as I'd just God. like to point out, as I do every week, that this isn't a proper competition. It's just a gimmick in no, order to... No, says, says the one who gets really upset when he loses. In order to, uh. to showcase lesser-known music and get the music out there. So it's just to make the show more engaging. Yeah. But so, just for the record, this week I won. Congratulations to all the artists that have made it. I struck it lucky. Yeah. Thank you, Parallax Boys. <laughs> Thank you to my producer. Thank you to... <laughs> Everybody, is he thank you for believing in me. In a really weird way. Thank you this for my producer. This is the longest head-to-head we've ever done. <laughs> oh no! I is won't that... be when we're ready to do. <laughs> You'll cut out my Oscar speech. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, so after that, we finished the head-to-head. So the scores on the boards are five and five to me and Rich. And Neil has now got two. Catching up with two. He's got two. Congratulations, Neil. We're going to move on. I'm going to win this. I think you can. We've still got like six months of the year left. Yeah, so. There is time yet. We're going to move on now to the Hidden Masterpiece. Hidden Masterpiece. God, can someone warn me when that happens? Right, so we're on to the Hidden Masterpiece round, which this week is brought by our special guest, Francesca Lewis. What song are you bringing that you consider to be a Hidden Masterpiece? I consider the Hidden Masterpiece, for me, is Hold On, and it's a track by Carole King from her album, Simple Things. Okay, tell us all about Where did you find this? Where did you come across this? So, I came across this one. A friend of mine, I love Carole King, and a friend of mine for Christmas got me an original vinyl um, that was published back in the day and it is currently hanging on my wall nice and proudly and I hadn't heard the album before and I took a listen to it and it's got songs like uh, Hard Rock Cafe in it which is known to quite a few, quite a few Carole King fans and then it's got the song Simple Things which is the the titled um, track for the album and then I came across this song and it's called Hold On and I absolutely love it so I listened to the I didn't listen to the vinyl on um, on a player or anything like that on a record player I actually listened to it on Spotify and I absolutely loved it the have you guys listened to it yes yeah do you like it very much well, so. we're gonna come to that well uh-huh. I thought it was amazing 
Isn't it an awesome track? Yeah, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I've never heard it before. Oh, that 12-string guitar rings through the whole thing. And it's that beginning riff when you've got those two kind of chord strums of the guitar. And that, yeah, and that... Yeah, it's almost hypnotic. Oh, it's amazing. And then it's just the way her vocal comes in and the power. She's so powerful. Her vocals are so powerful. Like, I absolutely love Carol King, but her vocals in this track just raw through the whole thing. It's just... If anyone, whoever's listening to this podcast, you need to go and listen to the song Hold On by Carol King. At the start, I thought the music, especially cause it comes in quite powerful, doesn't it, the music? Mm, yeah. It almost overwhelms me at the start, I found. Oh, okay. But it, not <clears throat> too much, though. I think it did work. But like a wave. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of hits you in the face, but in a really good way. Yeah. Because she's got a gentle voice as well. Yeah. That's what's so interesting about it, is that she's got this kind of chocolatey, comforting voice. Every single song that she has done and whether this be because of her tone or whether this be because of the production behind her music i don't know but every single song that she's done for some reason it feels like she's in the room with you and she's like this comfort to whoever's listening that's what i always feel with her music whether that's just a personal thing i'm not sure but i have heard other people say that as well and despite the fact that the song is quite an in your face you know power ballad kind of a rock ballad then despite that i still think like you like you're saying you know it's got this softness to it you was on about the powerful voice i wasn't getting that power i'm sure she has got a powerful voice in but i wasn't getting it in this song it was, oh really it seemed quite gentle to me she oh, okay. she's like like uh our new word of the podcast is delicate it seemed it all seemed quite very delicate i think like going back to wayne's song he's got that understated thing there's um, <clears throat> a sort of a uh i wouldn't have described it as powerful um i'm not a carol king fan I, I perhaps i'm now i'm gonna go and check out some more popped on the strength mm. of this but um it um so i, I don't i don't know what you know, in context of other songs, what what is considered powerful, but it was it was very very solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Confident, yeah. very confident, oh, yeah. a very confident performance <clears throat> there by Carol King. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I was, was going to do like a horse of the year show. Oh, Carol King is coming to the arena now, and she's on. Oh, she's on oh, with the first fence, and she's done a really good job. What are you on about Wayne? The way you said. <laughs> oh. Anyway, what did you think of the song, Wayne? Uh, Right, okay. Do any of you know the fucking magnificent film called Silent Running? No. Bruce no. Dern. Who? Bruce Dern. I no. know the film. I wouldn't have described it as you just described it. Bored the shit out of me. <laughs> it is a fucking masterpiece. Right. And it's it's about, is this one about the bloke on the ship whose plant's dying? It is fucking brilliant. It is. It is... <laughs> Are we talking about the same thing? Yes, we are. It's two hours of a bloke in a spaceship watering his plant and talking to it's, it. It's, it's more How the that. hell it can is. you water a plant in a spaceship? The water is, doesn't have any ground. And at the end, at the end of this You're film... You're not trying hard enough, Francesca. At the end of this film, it gets quite... <laughs> it gets very dark at the end of this film. And when oh. I listened to this song today, I actually thought this was the song from it. It's not as no way. Baez. Uh, it's Rejoice of, uh, Rejoice at the Sun is the name. Joan Baez is great. Yeah, Joan Baez is fantastic. I would p- put Carol King and Joan Baez in the same sort of bracket. Oh, they God, are, yeah, yeah. They are songbirds. Yeah, they are. Bit of... Songbirds? And I've recently discovered Joan Baez and think she's fucking amazing. 
yeah. Carol King I know of, but I don't know Carol King. Okay. I don't know many songs. So it, in researching Carol King, I was I was amazed to find some of the facts out about it. So uh, her 1971 album Tapestry was mm-hmm. the best-selling album of all time yep. until 1978, when Rumours mm-hmm. by Fleetwood Mac knocked it off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's on tour this autumn as well. She's still going. Is Carol? She King. really? She really is. Yeah. She's playing uh, the Birmingham uh, ICC, I believe. Her most famous song. Walk. Yeah. Good venue, Did you just ask if she can walk? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, no I, said, I said Symphony Hall. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said can she walk. <laughs> she's quite old now. Quite, she's like one of. She got one of them Zimmer frames. See, you, you say that. That's I saw, a black country action. I saw, you, I saw Brian Wilson last year and he came oh, on stage goodness. in a Zimmer frame. Yeah, he, he's... The same age as Carol he's King. He's lucky to still be alive. Yeah, that's true. Carol King take as many drugs as Brian Wilson. <laughs> I don't know, mate. I would have thought so. Oh, uh, sorry, I'm still laughing at the catchy walk. Has anybody apart from Keith Richards taken as many drugs as Brian Wilson? Probably not, no. no. Um, uh, Carol King's most famous songs by herself that she's released as Carol King are "It's Too Late," um, mm-hmm. "I Feel the Earth Move," and "You've Got a Friend." Yeah, uh, you've got a friend. Yeah, as in the Toy Story. No, that's Randy. That's something different. You've got a friend. Um, in me. She's worked with the Beatles. She's worked with Aretha Franklin before stepping out as an artist. The song "Oh Carol," you know, "Oh Carol," is about yeah, her. Yeah. 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 Is uh, written by Neil Sedak and he's about her. She married Jerry Goffin and they mm. scored over over 100 hits um, in their writing together. Some of those songs as well, yeah. it's like you don't even realise, you think, oh my <clears throat> God, what? How, Take how, Good Care uh, of My Baby. Do you know that song? Yeah, that yeah. one? That's that's hers. Uh, one Fine Day by The Shirelles. Mm. No? no? Up on the Roof. Upon the roof, that's King. Upon the roof, I know the um, Robson and Jerome one. Wow! And uh, <laughs> she, this was a surprise to me. She she uh, she wrote "You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman" by uh, which is a Aretha Franklin song. She wrote yeah. that song. <laughs> yeah. She's only scored one number one, and it's the locomotion. That's Carol King's song, and it was. Right. Written by uh, written by her and Jerry Goffin and performed by their babysitter. It was called I think it's Eva Larkin. I think her name is. Oh, did you say Carly Minogue? They no, said the, the the story behind the um, babysitter is that apparently they were just having a she this babysitter was just walking around the house and, and doing doing a thing and and they heard her singing and they said oh could you just sing this song for us we've just written this song could you just have a little sing of it and then they said oh. They, you know, they thought, right, okay, we've got to get her on this track, which is so cool. It really is. I mean, I need to go and find someone who I can babies. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. So Carol King gets three million monthly listens. So I don't, I'm going to blow my load a bit earlier, but I don't, I don't just think this song is a hidden masterpiece. A hidden masterpiece. I think she's a hidden artist as well. Yeah. She needs to yeah. be discovered by more people. Yeah. She's, she's, the, the reason, the, the reason I discovered her was because of my mom. Because my mum loves Carol King, and when I was a little girl, my mum used to. She had the um, tapestry um, album songbook. Mm. So my mum's a piano player, and she would sit and play the piano, and I would sing the songs. She'd teach me the songs. The first ever live performance that I did, I was ten years old, I think, or eleven, and it was my grandma's seventieth birthday, and I sang "You Got a Friend" on the stage. For her, and that was my first ever performance, and that was Carol King's song. Obviously, the Carol King well, version, not the Randy Newman version. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> Imagine you got a frame of me. Yeah. I've got a blow up buzz and I've got a, a dress up Woody on either side of me. Well, you're doing your own time, your own business, all right, Francesca. That makes sense to me. It's my turn to miss hear things. I thought you said the blow up buzz. <laughs> oh, God. What? All <laughs> uh, right, on to our verdict. Rich, hit a masterpiece. Absolutely, without a doubt. Very yeah. good. Neil. In the words of uh, Team America, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a hidden masterpiece from me. So it's a, it's a, yeah, all in three, three, three. Votes. I've not really said much this episode. I've kind of, it's just been you and Francesca Wayne. Me and Neil are just, hello. Anyway, <laughs> right. We're going to move on to the forgotten classic. Forgotten. <laughs> So we're going to move on to the Forgotten Classic Row now, uh, which is also being brought by Francesca. What song are you bringing that you deem to be a Forgotten Classic? Well, I reckon, um, and you may agree or disagree with me, um, The Cause, from their album Forgiven Not Forgotten, they did a tune called Runaway. That is my Forgotten Classic. If I remember, this right, if I remember right, Francesca, the yeah. last time we spoke, I said that you had a cause type sound about you. Yeah. Did I say that? You did. You did, yeah. I did, yeah. But you were referring to the lager. I was not. <laughs> let's let's rewind this, Francesca. <laughs> oh when, no. When are you first aware of this song? When did you first become aware of it? Uh gosh, this tune How I heard it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um this tune I heard back when I was a little girl. Um my dad had the best of album for the cause in his car and we used to listen to it and the full the full album we used to just power out all these tunes because my dad's got like a good voice on him as well and we used to do harmonies and stuff we were like our own little band in the car and this tune every time this tune came on and that violin started in the beginning of the song my dad would just turn the music turn the volume right up and we would just power out this it's just such a good track so this was like a long time ago that i got to know this tune and every time i listen to it it's got that melancholy feel to it i think just because of the memories of being little you know but um i think it's i think it's a fab track and the the cause as a band they're awesome have you heard it you've heard their other music i guess richie you have because you said about me right yeah yeah sounding a bit yeah about about my sound being a little bit kind of Celtic. Did you yes, say it was quite I, Celtic? I, I, I got a Celtic nuance from your music. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rich is just reprimanding me because I shook my head when you were saying that you listened to this song on the Greatest Hits album, which incurs that the cause have been around long enough to have a Greatest Hits album, which means yeah. I'm really fucking old. That's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing you say, Greatest Hits album is really old. Mm, yeah, I exactly. Album. I remember <laughs> yeah. that was about 90. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I think it was like a an um I think it was like a one of those collection albums where yeah. they have some of the old tracks in with um new ones as well. So yeah. Ironically, I've been listening to it in the car recently. I haven't listened to it for uh-huh. years and I, I dug it out the other day and I've been been playing it a lot. Yeah, it's such a good tune. It's so it's just so gorgeous like instrumentally and it really it just I think for me it summarizes what their kind of um their background and where they come from you know and i think it's 
I don't know, I just love it, obviously, because I've chose it as the hidden masterpiece. I think it in, in, oh, sorry. Sorry, um, anybody who's listened to the podcast regularly knows that I um, have a love for Irish music. Yeah. <coughs> I, 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 I bomb off Irish music. Um, That's a I lovely like. way to say you like music. <laughs> <laughs> a phrase of rich coin. I have been accused of um, bombing off certain Irish bands in the past, yeah. uh, mainly the tax evading ones. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but but yeah, the, the cause. I, I, like, I like the cause, and I love the cause back in the day. And they're a bit of a guilty pleasure for me, really. It was kind of like yeah. I was into quite heavy music at the. Well, still am really, and he was like. Why do you like the cause? I don't know. There's just something about them. I must admit, when I first saw your song choice, I was a bit thrown by it because uh, I mean, I could think of loads. If you asked me to name a forgotten classic from the cause, I could come up with loads. I'd be thinking Breathless. I'd be thinking, yeah. Um, see, oh, what's, what's, what's the really bitter one? Uh, you never really love me anyway. Stuff yeah. like that, you know. Runaway is kind of, I kind of, yeah, I'm familiar with that song, and you know, I know it's one of their biggest songs, but it's. <laughs> I had to go away and listen to it again, and um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's an understated, very good song. Yeah. I, remember, um, I remember getting the. Uh, I, 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 um, I've got a mate who's uh, who's really into sort of classic eighties rock, and as 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 I might, and he could never understand why I was into the course. And I remember buying the the course unplugged album, and I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. He got that. Uh, yeah. Brilliant cover of um, "Everybody Hurts" on it. Um, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. And there's a bomb of as well. Yeah, <laughs> there's a fantastic version of uh, version of "Runaway" on there. But I remember saying to him, "Mate, I bought this this album," and he he kind of looked at me and said, "The core's unplugged. They were never plugged in to begin with." <laughs> and then I remember when they released Breathless, he goes, actually, I like this. They found the on switch. Oh, my God. You're not friends with them anymore, are you, Neil? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, weird one for me, the course, because they're very... Their sound is it's a, it's a, it's a geographical sound. It's very Irish. It's very... I agree with that. Yeah. It, 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 it's a sound that shouldn't have done well because it's... It's very it's like local folk. You know, the people who are local to that, that sound will like it, but the rest of the world won't quite get it. They but they, but to... even though that sound is there, for some reason, everybody loves it. You've got well, Everything's traditional about the cause. Well, not everything. Yeah. And usually traditional, it's not going to go commercial. But it is now. I but think they, they, they were probably one of the first yeah. commercial folk bands. I mean, nowadays yeah, you get they... people like Mumford and Sons and things like yeah, that. They, they paved the way for those there guys, they? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah they exactly. paved the way for all of that. Mm. Yeah. They, they, I mean, I agree in the sense that, you know, they're so traditional so how did they manage to get so so commercially kind of established but at the same time if you listen to it if you listen to certain songs that they have they've got rock elements and pop elements in the tracks mm. like it's quite con- it can, it's quite contemporary as well if you if you obviously if you ignore not ignore but if you kind of set aside that irish like those irish irish violin riffs and things like that and that those those riffs and that sound creates the foundation of the of the music if you took that away it wouldn't be the cause anymore it would just be a it would just be a pop rock band mm. yeah but the thing, it's like you mentioned mumford and sons but they're not like geographical like uh the cause i mean i'd, I'd yeah. class mumford and sons and people like that like kings of leon as like a, a new folk it's not really. Yeah, you, you can't really. And yeah, yeah. New, new folk. You new can't folk. really give it. It's like, oh, it's from here. It's from there. You know, maybe yeah. there's bits of elements of bluegrass, but yeah, you know, it's it's kind of like it's it's like a mixed bag of different types of folk. And whereas 
the course, they were Irish, Irish through and through. Yeah. But I suppose, like, you know, what was said about how bands like this have created, have paved the way for, for bands like Mumford and & Sons and, and bands like The Lumineers and things like that, I reckon that that's totally true because... Mm without the cause coming through with their their first it was the first album that they did forgiven and not forgotten the one which i've mentioned for this this yeah. uh this classic track that was 1995 and i reckon without music like that you know full fronted irish celtic sounds that's so in your face that you can't really ignore it without that i don't think there would have been there would have been you know, Mumford and Sons and, and oh, the Lumineers well, think, and New think, Folk, like you say. stretching it, but I think you've got people like John Denver and uh, Simon and Garfunkel and lots of people like that <coughs> to thank for a lot of the, the folk you got today. Yeah. I mean, the cause, that they weren't... I wouldn't say they were that I'm influential. Gonna, I'm going to go back to something Neil said, right? And he was taking the piece where his friend said, oh, they were never switched on, right? Yeah. He's right, you know, they were never switched on. But with this, they plugged in. They plugged folk in. You know, uh, it became commercial. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. You know, it yeah. stopped it yeah. stopped being a niche and became accessible to, to a lot mm. of people. This is still a folk track. You can, you know... That you can. This is something you'd hear in an Irish bar in Dublin on a Saturday night. Yeah. I've just, just, I've just remembered the title track of the album. We keep mentioning "Forgiven, Not Forgotten." I think that's probably my favourite mm-hmm. cause song. It's so dark. Oh, right, a right, yeah. couple of bits about the calls then. They get 19 million, uh, 1.9 million plays uh, on Spotify a month. This song has 26 million plays. Like you said, this is from the album "Forgiven, Not Forgotten." Forgotten. Does anybody know the name of the siblings from the calls? Andrea, Sharon. I should do. I spoke to what I spoke to one of them over email from time. Caroline. Oh, you did, didn't you? Caroline's mm-hmm. a drummer, right? Caroline. Yeah. Oh, what's the bloke called? Yeah, I can't remember. Mark or Matt or something like that. Jim. Jim. Oh. Jim. Yes. Ah, okay. So <laughs> they all have an extra part in the film, The Commitment. Ah. But only oh. Andrea has a speaking part, which is just a very like walk on, walk off sort of part. Was Andrea the front mm. woman? She was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they formed in 1991. Uh, they performed at the 1994 World Cup Finals in the USA at the request of the American ambassador. Is that when they played Silla V? <laughs> <laughs> um, off the back of that, they gained a support slot on Celine Dion's Fallen Into You 1996 tour, which wow. is basically what wow. launched them into the stratosphere. I imagine that would have launched them, yeah. 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 Uh, their album, Talk on Corners, was the biggest selling album. Uh, in the UK in 1998 when they first released the album in 1997 it flopped and then they released like a remix of it yeah. didn't they with different versions or something that's pretty I much it that, yeah, yeah. And they, they so I was having this conversation right through the day and we think that the, the, the re-release wasn't as good as the original right I have a really bad recorded video from 11 o'clock this morning Right, and this will give away what I think if it is a, vegan, a, vegan, a forgotten classic or not. You, it's, it's the radio, pl- radio playing the song, isn't it? Smooth, smooth FM. Hang on. I can hear, I can hear a ripsaw. Mm. Yeah. It's what? It's playing on smooth radio this morning. Radio two. Oh, I, I heard it on smooth radio. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Like yeah. Run away. Eleven o'clock this morning. It was. Does, I can't hear. I like can't hear that at all. Because all you can, can, you can hear, hear a rip saw. Yeah, you have to really. Yeah. You just have to take his word for it. You have to really hear it. You can hear the. the so what Wayne's trying to say in a roundabout sort of way is he heard it on the radio this morning. Yeah. So it's not a forgotten classic. It is ah, not a forgotten classic. Well, there you go. Me, I'm afraid. Oh well, there you <laughs> go. See, it is a classic, but it's not forgotten if it's been played less than twelve hours. Ah, but is it go. forgiven? <laughs> oh. Yeah, hey, I was waiting for someone to say that. Yeah, it is a classic, absolute classic, good song, but. uh 
No, I don't think we can class it as a forgotten no. classic. I don't think. I think it's okay. it's three three nil for the hidden masterpiece. I think masterpiece what, what what it is is mm. Francesca because you're Ute, you don't listen to the radio stations that radio, uh, that Wayne listens to. So you, you know you're listening yeah. to Sub Focus, Chaser Status, and all those. Not that it counts. Oh no, I'm not. I'm really you, not. You both <laughs> cast your verdict, but you you haven't heard mine. I'd say it's definitely one hundred percent a forgotten classic. Woo-hoo! Like I say to me, it's when I when I first saw it, I thought Rudd away. That wasn't that good. And then as I've listened to it in preparation for this, oh, it's reminded me what a good song it is. No, yeah, because yeah, everyone goes to Breathless, don't yeah. they? Um, so I think also, this is much better than Breathless. Well, like, like, like I said, you've recently rediscovered the um, the greatest hits of the cause, and I've been listening to it a mm. lot, and I think um, mm. the cause are a forgotten band. Who said yeah, melancholy about this song earlier? Me. I I didn't get this is a joyous song, this is. And and I haven't listened to this song for a long time. I love there's a fantastic bit of electric guitar that comes in towards the end. And yeah. It's just like There's a bit just before that, which is my favourite bit in the song, and it's like a picked banjo or a picked violin. Yeah. And it's just mm. ever so gentle. It's almost like this electric guitar almost mm. doesn't fit, but it does. Mm. It's like where did that come from? But it's sort of underneath. Yeah. It's the after song. the middle eight, it's just it brings yeah. it back into the chorus. I going back and sort of rediscovering this song, and I've heard it lots of times over the years. And going back and listening to it, and, and hearing all the nuances and I, the way it's produced, it's it's a brilliant song. It's so joyous in its you know yeah. in its in its lyrical content, in the way it's produced. It's so smooth around the edges of this mm. song. It's, there's no there's nothing that cut you at all. It's so well produced. And then you get the the lovely you know <clears throat> say it's true and all the rest of it, and and you know there's nothing like me and you. That lovely. Let's run away, you know, let's just go. It's, it's That's really interesting yeah. because I don't see it that way. I see it as, for me, lyrically, I've always seen that song as, you're saying, you know, let's go away together, you know, say it's true, there's nothing like me and you, all that kind of thing. And I don't see it as, come on, I love you, you love me, let's run away together. I see it as um, a, a melancholy thing because... What? I'm sort of stifled by this relationship and I want to run away from it. Uh, or is that no, too not dark? quite. <laughs> That's a bit too Such dark. Such a dark bastard in the <laughs> <laughs> No, I would say it's got more of an approach for me, lyrically, a melancholy approach of, you know, um, this incredible love that I've had for you and, and stuff like that. And I would love to run away with you. and, and But there's something in there that's that's making me feel like maybe that's not going to happen that can't happen like she's looking uh, back at memories yeah, and things like that and when that violin one. comes in and that the vi- I feel like the violin creates this kind of not a cry but that kind of feeling in the sense that the violin isn't crying but it's 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 got that tone to it the, I don't know for me maybe that's just me being an emotional oh, wreck I would <laughs> run away not, 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 not I'm going to run away I would run yeah, away yeah but then you get to the second if verse, I yeah. opportunity close the door lay down upon the floor you know and yeah. it's about them two coming together so for me it's a but joyous yeah. song about dreaming. connection she's dreaming it's all in her but yeah <laughs> she's dreaming it's all in her it's, it's like only when I sleep do you know what we were talking about before about music being subjective <laughs> of all the songs to be absolutely subjective I didn't think this one would be <laughs> yeah you know what I mean, though. It's, it's that's what yeah. I love about. So that's diverse, what I love as well. <laughs> so many meanings. <sighs> that's what I love about being a songwriter as well. Like you know, I've had so many people come up to me and say, "Oh, I really love this song because it made me think about this," or "Oh my goodness, did did you write that about this?" or and all of the approaches that people have towards my lyrics are totally different every time. And I think that's what's so great about music as well is you see it as you want to see it, you hear it as you want to hear it as well. Like you make it, you try to make it relative to you. That's what I do with music anyway. So maybe I don't know. At eight years old, I was sat in the car with my dad, dreaming about <laughs> dreaming about running away 
with someone I don't know but <laughs> I have no idea but to me that's I don't know I've always been a bit of a hopeless romantic and I just think that that that's the feel that I've always got from that song every time I've listened to it oh well I thought she's uh, a forgotten classic anyway <laughs> and I, well yeah but okay <laughs> <laughs> that was really in-depth and lovely. It's just an old man. Does. And we should finish the show there. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you for listening. No, we can't finish the show there. We've got to get on to my favourite round. Ears. Watch your ears. My favourite round oh, no. is Intense Hardcore John. Go! So this week I've had to bring a piece of music from the genre... Casador Modern. Casador Cass- Modern, which is some sort of religious Asian re- chanting. Well, it's not really a chanting. It's more of a, It's kind of like an Asian yodel. I'm not sure it's, 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 it's Middle Eastern poetry set to modern music. Middle Eastern? Yeah. Mm. Talk sounds the same. Um, it's yeah. The, it, what, what sets it apart is that you've got the, the men doing that warble or yodel or whatever it is they do. And that's why I chose Cheb Marmy because I don't think you listen to the right stuff. I I I I researched it first before I started looking for it. Where, where have you got your information from? Um, I just downloaded a Spotify Casadel Modern playlist. I had a look at that as well, but okay. I was getting the same kind of things. There's no warbling in it. Well, the, I was the stuff I was listening to had warbles in it. Okay, okay. But anyway, Cheb Marmy still comes under that. Fair enough. But and it's the only thing I could find where it didn't want to make you kill yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, and I, I, I enjoyed Sting's attempt at it as well. Oh, I fucking loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It's been one of my favourite songs. For, well, not my favourite song, but it's been a good... Uh, it's been on my playlist for years, hasn't it? Mm. But, yeah. I, I, it's a very complex song. What song is it? I, I think it's uh, Desert Rose by uh, Sting. I think it's very typical of a, a white Englishman from London to get Sheb Marmee on his track and go right. We it's need from you. Newcastle. Whatever. Don't care. <laughs> Same thing. And Sting then, is from Newcastle. <laughs> from Newcastle. He's a Geordie, isn't he? Sting. I thought he was from London. Well, Do you know what? I never knew that. He was a Geordie. Anyway, it's typical of him to get Sheb Marmee who's from the Middle East and then go. We need you to sound Middle East. And so in this part, I need you to go. Ah, oh, money, 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 money. It was. It sounded so bad. Well, it sounds sounds good, but when I've listened to Sheb Marmee's other stuff. He wouldn't do that in any of his other songs. Because he's working with an actual producer. <laughs> no, it's because he's been told to do it. Well, it works anyway. Yeah. Now, uh, I do with with the description we had of Casador Modern. I do think this is a very sort of tenuous sort of link to it, but I don't care because it's such a great song. <laughs> uh, I say, if I had to pick my top twenty songs of all time, this would probably be on there. I just thing. absolutely love this song. Yeah. And I think it's it's one of those songs where it's there's a few of them where kind of it's one of those where I forget I don't know the lyrics. If you're in a, you're in a pub somewhere and this you know you, you you hear this come on the jukebox, go oh get a rose, and before you can stop yourself, you jump up, and then you remember that you can't sing and that you you don't know the words, so you end up going a desert rose, meow meow, skimmy 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 skimmy, desert rose, meow just meow, just meow, just Even do that in here, sorry. <laughs> um, I have to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, we know what you mean. 
I have to make an apology, Rich. You're absolutely spot on. It is from Indonesia. It's from the uh, Kasadar Modern comes from the island of Java, and it is. I've, I've just read reread my notes. I don't know what gave put me in mind of the Middle East. I have no idea. You got me. You, you got me convinced, then you yeah. bastard. Sorry. Well, I've just, not I've just it. Uh, yeah. So Modern is a form of Islamic pop music that emerged yes. on the in- Indonesian island of Java. And it was pioneered by a guy called Nasida Ria. Uh, Kasidar refers to classic Arabic. There you go. Arabic, Arabic poetry translated as ode. That's what Kasidar means. Well, I've got a feeling oh. it's not Kasidar. I've got a feeling it's Kasidak because H's are sometimes K's yeah. on them. Ah, so yeah. Kasidak. Um, yeah. The modern comes from the inclusion of modern musical instruments. Okay. You listened to some of this, didn't you? I listened to yes, I yes, did. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. This genre of music is so neglected. It is fucking pushed to the back of everything. It is the most ill-produced music I've ever fucking heard in my life. Yeah. And it's that's why I chose Sting. Yeah, it is fucking awful. And oh wow, I've never come across anything that sounds like it was. It was made in two thousand and six, but sounds like it was produced in nineteen twenty-six. Oh wow, it's fucking awful. Mm. I've got nothing else to say. That's it. That's all I've got to say about Cassidy. It's fucking awful. So what did I you wonder, think? Oh. I wonder if that they actually listened. I mean, you know how you say that it's you know was it came from Indonesia, right? Mm. And it's kind of the Islamic kind of pop. Do you think that it still remains as Islamic pop over yeah, there? Yeah, I've like got over... a f- yeah. It's it's neglected still creating it. They're yeah. still making it. It's neglected on pop. You know when you watch like. Um, Eastern European telly from the 80s they put something on ITV4 or BBC4 and they put a bit of Eastern European telly from say I don't know Bosnia and Herzegovina from like 1986 and they put it on there and it's flecking at the corners and the contrasts up and, oh. and when they speak yeah. it's really high in the rafters and you can't mm-hmm. really tell because it's distorted that's Cassidar Modern that's what <laughs> well, it sounds like it's nice. fucking awful <laughs> <laughs> Wow. You're going to hit us uh, with a load of facts about Sting? I can hit you with a load of facts about Sting, yeah. His real name is... Hold on, what does Francesca think of the song? Oh, sorry, sorry, Francesca. Yeah. We... Um, I'm going to be completely honest. I completely didn't even see that this section was existing. But from what you're saying, it sounds like there's something that I want to listen to because we're quite intrigued. Well, I'm warning you now, I don't. But Modern... Cassidy Modern... Do you Sting song? No, because I didn't even see the... I didn't see oh. it. Sorry. It sounds nothing always... like my rendition. No. no. Well, I, I assume so. And That's what cool. I'm hearing right now from you, from you saying what you're saying, when I went away to this is like, when I went away to Turkey when I was younger, there was always that sound of um, people singing in the mosques at like two o'clock no, in the morning. Well, I went to Turkey last year. And I know exactly what she's on about. Yeah, and wake, it wakes you, you up. Wa- the- yeah, the first time, the, your first day there, you've never been there. You wake up, you think, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's, yeah. You who's wonder- shouting? <laughs> Yeah, and when you started describing Kasidach Modern, or however you say it, um, to me, that's what I heard in my head. No, it's nothing like that. Okay, that's there's, that's there's at least a, a semblance of rhythm and some rhythm sort of and... yeah. If if you listen to the the Sting song, I, I think you'll really like it as well. It's quite it's okay. It's quite dark. Yeah, that's really subdued. annoying. Sorry about that. Yeah. No worries. Stand it up again. <laughs> 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 uh, so Desert Rose is from Brand New Day. It has 40 million plays. Wow. This song, his real Good name is... that was a head to head. Yeah, his real, his real name is Gordon Sumner. He has sold, sold over 100 million records. He was a bus conductor, builder and labourer, and uh, a tax officer and a teacher before he became a pop musician. He gained his name yeah. Sting after a habit of wearing a black and yellow jumper. Um, <laughs> a black and yellow <laughs> 
gosh, that's so was, funny. Uh, he was in a band called. Uh, it was in a band called the Phoenix Jazz. Uh, Phoenix Jasmine, I think that is. I wrote it down. It's smudged. Sorry. According to Sting, the lyrics are to do with uh, lost love and longing, which I can get that. Yeah, I remember it. I, I discovered it through the Jaguar advert. Oh God, yeah, that oh, was a yeah. good advert. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this, this got to sorry. This got to number two in Canada, number one in Portugal, and number fifteen in the mm. UK, which is really surprising. It got yeah. it got that low because it was everywhere, wasn't it? It's such a good song. It really wow. was. Yeah, I heard an interesting story about Sting once. So I don't know if this is true or not. So uh, I'll say that in case she tries to sue us. But uh, it was one of those, you know, kind of a friend of a friend of a friend stories where they um, apparently he has houses that he holiday villas in England that he rents out. Kind of like, kind of like Airbnb before Airbnb. Mm. Sting, Sting B&B. <laughs> yeah. So, um, somebody, a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend, stayed at one of Sting's um, houses, uh, rented it out, and apparently, he's um, there were pictures of Sting in every single room. It's quite a venture. <laughs> the great big ones, and, and, and mo- mo- most of them nude. Just in case they forgot where they were. Yeah, mo- mo- most of them were nude, and apparently above the bed they got uh, they got a giant. Was there one in the bathroom? See, probably. I, I, I think that's bullshit. I call yeah, bullshit same. on that because otherwise yeah. there'd be loads of new pictures of Sting all over the internet because people would have been taking pictures yeah, well, of him. Well, apparently yeah. there was a particularly large picture of him right over the, the headboard of the bed. So it's like the first thing you wake up in the morning. Apparently he's... Sting's uh, dung. Well, he's, he, apparently he's got nothing to be ashamed about either. So it's like the fir- first thing you see when you wake up in the morning is, uh, oh, hello, Sting. Sting's thing. Hello, Sting's thing. He likes the old chan- tantric bullshit. He does, apparently. Yeah, I don't, I'm just I don't really want to talk the, about it, but yeah. If there's one in the loot, that's all. Yeah, I just wondered. Yeah, I, no idea. I don't want him watching me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm intrigued to rent one of Sting's houses now. I, 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 really, I really do like well, this So you can have a look at Sting's dong. I'm not curious. <laughs> oh, God. Because okay. they one night in Sting's, like, Sting's house, please. Oh, anyway, yeah. right. Uh, right. Not the greatest example of Cassie Darmanen, but I'm glad you brought it. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I couldn't bring any Cassidar modern that I liked, so no, I had to bring yeah. some of it. Fucking hell, no. Yeah, very good, very good. Right, so, well, that is it. We'll go with the artist spotlight and sort of organise what's happening next time. Yes, we, we get move on to the artist spotlight, don't we? We'll move on to the artist spotlight. Neil, take it away. Artist so we move on to the artist spotlight round which this week is our special guest Francesca Louise what song are you bringing for the artist spotlight I'm bringing my single Birds which was brought out in March very good tell us all about it uh, what's it written about and what, tell us all about the process and all the rest of it okay wicked um, so I wrote this song when I was at a certain point in my life and I had the opportunity I'd lived in Rome for a year and then I had the opportunity after graduating from university to go back again to work I was invited by the school that I studied with to go back and I thought wow okay yeah I'm gonna do it and something wasn't quite sitting right the further along I got through the process of planning for this trip again something wasn't really sitting properly with me and I went on holiday with my mom to Greece 
and we were sat in this restaurant and we were looking out over this gorgeous bay and there were you can just imagine kind of like two um cliff not cliff edges but kind of mountainous rock verges and a bird when I looked out just this bird went past and I was in a moment where I thought I don't know what to do I don't know what what's next for me should I go to should I go back to Italy I don't know I'm I don't feel quite right about it and I'm one of those people that goes with my gut a lot and I looked out and I just saw this bird go across and then I had this thought in my head and I just thought oh I wish I was a bird and I didn't have any responsibilities I didn't have any connections any ties to anything no kind of second thoughts on things and I could just do what I wanted and not worry about anything and then that's kind of where this song came from I went away and picked up my guitar and just this song came from it and it was just all about how you know what you've got one chance to go and do what you want to do with your life so don't feel like you have to serve a certain purpose go and do whatever you want to do whatever feels good for you and um yeah that was kind of where that song came from beautiful you didn't tell me that on the beach are you saving it for this one <laughs> she knew she'd be invited back yeah she wanted to save it for me and me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a game plan the whole time that's it it's quite deep that is Francesca very deep indeed how one yeah. single moment like that can influence you know an animal as well yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's where that song about. came from. See, I mean, a lot now. of my music, Sorry. a lot of my music is 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 based on for whenever anyone listens to my music, you know, that's a that's a piece of that's a piece of me. So as an artist, I'm very I, I I'm kind of giving myself to my fans. Like I'm becoming very vulnerable in that respect because it's all me. There's nothing. There's nothing fake. There's nothing. Um, material that's materialized from something that doesn't really exist or that I've got from someone else it's all very much my own so yeah I kind of that's where my heart and soul goes into into my songwriting so. do you find do you find that it makes it difficult to perform sometimes because it's so personal no it doesn't make it difficult to perform it just means that I get very very emotionally involved when I'm performing sometimes more sometimes more times than others which can affect my performance not in a bad way but it affects how I I hold myself or it affects how I sing the tone in my voice it can change and and things like that not not to an unrecognizable state but you know a lot of the time I have people come up to me after a show and they'll say wow like the lyrics in your music really hits home with me or the tone in your voice really was was kind of enticing and and it kind of draws you in and and stuff like that so which is really really nice to hear it's so nice to hear um and I think that's what's really important in 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 being a songwriter is being able to break that barrier between the audience and yourself like your fans and yourself I don't like the idea of me being on the stage and then the audience being away from the stage sat down watching me perform I want them to be in it with me if that makes sense yeah um, and that's not why I write the way I do. I write the way I do. That's my, the process. And then when I perform, I just make sure that I'm, you know, I'm all there and, 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 and they're, they're in the experience with me. So, yeah. I'd like to see you live because you come across like the kind of artist. And I've seen a few, I've seen a few of them recently. One of my favourites at the moment, a guy called Hobo Johnson. And live, absolutely phenomenal. But he's, he's um, recorded. It's it's okay. And, and I think you'd be... Oh, don't get me wrong. You, you, you recording is fantastic. It's you know, it's it, it's some of the best we, we get. Oh, I wow. still think that you'd be one of those that'd be better to watch 
live because yeah, you 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 obviously you'll have a, a what's the word, an aura your your presence a presence and an aura about you when you sing, especially what, what if if way you're describing yourself is to an be accurate an intensity yeah, which won't come through in a recording because it's too uh, the recording's too too pure if you know what i mean it's yeah yeah it's too it's so clean like a recording yeah do you know that's a funny it's interesting you say that because i actually prefer live performance to re- to recording tracks which is i did an ep which is on soundcloud and that's all live do you have many gigs coming up um so i actually have a gig coming up back at home which is in september and i'm playing locally actually to my the town that i grew up in which i'm really looking forward to because i've not played back at home for ages uh, and where um, is that in lund that's in bursko <coughs> in lancashire ah. so that's in the next couple of months i'm actually project wise I'm, I'm doing another project uh, and i'll send over the tracks to you guys when when they're done but i'm doing a, a project in the next couple of weeks where there'll be a live kind of a short not a live video sorry there'll be a short film which will act as the, the the music video for my my songs and i'm recording a few songs just acoustic live tracks that will go out on to spotify as singles so that's what i'm kind of up to at the moment but as live shows in london i've not got anything planned as of yet i just did a really cool show with do you remember the band echo belly the name rings a bell yeah it does ring a bell yeah they yeah. were like this brit pop rock band in the 90s and they did really well they were on top of the pops and everything like that they were really up there and i did a support slot for them at london st pancras a few weeks back and they were so fun they were so cool and they were so relaxed and like you know they've obviously been they've been doing it for years and the fun thing about this gig was that it was all the the old fans that that came along to watch and there were a couple of young ones as well coming with the parents and things like that and so it meant that i was able to put myself out to a new audience people that might not usually listen to me and stuff so that was really fun but at the moment i've i've got i've got no got no live gigs in london i've got that one coming up up north that local one which is going to be really good fun cool excellent going back to something you were saying about your music there's something mm-hmm. me and neil always pick up on and it's about the sincerity about how people sing now just you and neil oh, i don't remember we, we've mentioned it a few times yeah we have we? And it's about, quite thing. about the disconnect that you can get with a song when mm. somebody's they, they haven't lived the experience there it's a vicarious song vicarious. lyrically through somebody else and there's a disconnect so you don't you don't get it with you I get it you know and, mm. and like Rich says live it'd be it'd be Sound completely Jason different yeah. Yeah. yeah I appreciate when people do that it, it, you can smell bullshit a fucking mile off um, <laughs> in songs, and I don't get that from your your work at all. It's oh, it's it. involved. It's it's personal, and and oh. if it's personal to you, then it becomes personal to me. And that's yeah. that's the way to look at songs. And I think this one does that job. Oh, yeah, amazing! Cheers. Agree. That's really nice. I, I absolutely love the song. I mean, um, I could see you, you mentioned about um, uh, cause influence earlier. I can see yeah. that. Which um, which said yeah, these on the B side didn't. Mm. You? I can get that. The other, the other comparison I was drawing was the Cranberries. I think you've got a bit of a, a gravel to your voice. Well, again, you know, another great Irish band, but uh, you, you got that, you got that sort of gravel to your voice. Definitely got which, a bit of gravel yeah. in the voice box now. I thought, which you, you know, it, it works. <laughs> it, it carries the song really well. Yeah. Oh, wicked. Cheers. Well, I've, I've, I've heard, I've heard the Cranberries comment a couple of times. Do you know actually? I've heard Joan Bay's comment a couple of times. Yeah, I could see that. Now, I there's there was one. 
one person said something to me about I can't remember the other artist now, so there's no point in me saying this really, but mm-hmm. um <laughs> yeah, just forget I said that, you can cut that out. <laughs> no, I've seen you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's interesting to hear what what people say when they listen to the music because half the time it's people that I wouldn't have even thought that I I sounded like. I'm know? I'm gonna give you a, a what I believe to be a massive compliment. When you sent the songs over to us, the Hidden Masterpiece, the Forgotten Classic, and obviously your song, they're the last three to go on our playlist. And it was like being at a gig with support, you know, and going right the way through the artists, you know, Carol King, The Cause and yourself. There's not much disconnect. You know, if yeah, if you went to a gig with you three on, you're going to that gig because of those artists, because you love that that music, and it it flowed so well. Just listening to all three of those songs, it was oh, it was wow. beautiful. So, oh, yeah. thank you. That's so nice. It interrupted by Sting in the middle. <coughs> no, I Sting was before. <laughs> that. Oh, okay. yeah. If you got Good Spotify, Neil, you'd know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I we we're at the end, then, aren't we? Uh, I was going to say, have you got any other plans for the rest of the year? Myself. Music-wise. I basically have the plan to get some more recorded tracks through. I've written a lot, quite a lot of songs recently, and I am wanting to get them down and get them recorded, full tracks, you know, the whole band, um, and then some added extras. Um, I've always wanted to play tracks and record tracks with strings, and... um, also like a lot of percussive elements of it. I mean there's some percussive elements in birds but it just kind of touches on what I would want in a full a full track you know I have a plan with the band to head down probably maybe like Cornwall somewhere or something like that a week away away from the big smoke and just lay down a load of tracks and get them recorded and bring them back to some strings players and see where we go from there and then send them through the distribution to to everybody's ears so that's the next kind of step i'm wanting to do some more i'm actually wanting to do some more live stuff up north um i'm based in london but i want to be able to 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 get my my sound up north as well and 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 see where i can go from there as well and so if i'm ever around you guys are in dudley right yeah yeah so stop off i'm ever around there yeah, I'll, if I'm ever around there, I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys know. All right, so we're rounding up to the end of the show. Uh, it's time to sort out what happens next time. Um, yeah, we need a, we need a intense hardcore genre. Yes, and who is it for? It's for... It's not for you. Not for no, me. Not for you. When did you do one last week? I can't bloody remember. Oh, I did it recently because I brought that PMS song. Yes. yes, you did. Yes, you did. So it is my turn. So... Can and you, you choose? Have... No, no. Oh. F- first of all, uh, have you got an obscure genre that you'd like to suggest for Wayne to bring uh, Francesca? Does an it, obscure genre doesn't matter if you haven't. If, if you haven't, you can just pick a letter, and we'll we'll go from there. But uh, from yeah. the you haven't heard this music podcast bible. But uh, yeah. we always give our guests the opportunity first. If there's something that you'd really like Wayne to, otherwise, just give us a letter. I will say, yeah, I'll give you a letter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, no, Asian Underground. Asian Underground, okay. Did you just make that up on the spot, Francesca? Oh, just, just some Asian Underground? Yeah, Ooh, there's, a, there's a genre of Asian Underground. I Am will... I supposed to choose it from a certain list? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not on this list, so... It's not on our list, so it doesn't exist. So, you have to elaborate. Uh, I mean, it's fairly self-explanatory, I suppose. What is Asian Underground? underground music. <laughs> <laughs> Asian underground Am I meant to find is... it? Asian underground music. 
Well, there's the artists, isn't there? You can look up their artists and, and yeah. I mean, it's very... Yeah, but if he's underground, he won't be on the internet. You've got to stop offering the artists uh-huh. to come up, come up with a genre of their own. Because the... it was Neil. Is it something with his underground? His head? You're sorry. <laughs> Asian underground is probably just a more interest. Not interesting. I shouldn't say that. Asian <laughs> underground is probably. <laughs> Isn't there probably just a more popular version of this? What, what was the previous drama for this? Or podcast? less popular? Or less yeah. popular? That's why it's underground. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I'll find something. Yeah, Asian if not, I'll bring yeah. Sting again. <laughs> I mean, it definitely, it definitely does exist. It might be folk definitely music created by Asian miners. <laughs> Oh, right, so we're up to the end of the show. Right, next time we have the head-to-head, and the scores are five to Rich, five to myself, and two to Neil. Congratulations, Neil. Oh, catching up. Second point. So we'll we'll bring that across. Who is our special guest on the next episode, Rich? Do you know? I think, do not quote me, but I do believe it's Ray from the Gauls. Or goals, oh, not very the goals. Very good. I'm, oh, from that'll goals. be a very interesting podcast. Very good. Yeah. So she'll be bringing a hidden masterpiece and forgotten classic. As you've just heard, the intense hardcore genre musical challenge is my good self, and it's Asian underground. Yeah, can't wait yeah. for that. And then we finish <laughs> off with the artist spotlight, uh, which will be uh, goals. So really, that's that's the end of the show. Check us out on on all the social medias on Twitter on Facebook. We'll put all of Francesca's links in the show notes also for Facebook and for her Spotify's and everything else. Just before we go, we had a shout out on a podcast last week and the podcast is called New Music Saturday and one of their presenters shouted out and uh, gave us a very nice uh, quick review. So I'd just like to say, just go go out and check some um, New, New Music Saturday podcasts. It's all metal, rock, and alternative music like that. So if you're into your heavy side of music, go and listen to those guys, uh, and they'll give you something new to put in your ears. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So at the end of that, then, I've been Wayne. I've been Rich. Neil. And she's been... Francesca Louise. Thank you for listening. <laughs> if indeed you still are. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.
I haven't done a Gandalf impression yet. Uh, He's, he sits forward to do it. You're not allowed to do those, anymore. He, when, he, when he talks about music, he sits back in the chair. When he comes to do <laughs> okay. this, you know you're having the full force of it. Trust me, it's no fun. Because I forget when he said it in as well. That's why I've got tinnitus. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is what we tried uh, to tell you. Well, let all the podcasters do it. <sighs> Then again, the podcasters aren't us. Ah, oh, right. Mm. And they do it differently. They break it down into sections. And bring in my single, Birds, which was released back in March. Can you just do that again? Because it dropped out. Oh yeah. I am bringing my single, Birds, because um, I was about to say because it dropped out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best act I've had today. That one. <laughs> Ironically, as you said birds, then there was a load of birds song in the background. I don't know if that will come through on the recording. Oh, that's funny. Um, Okay, sorry, I'll say that again. The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.